Hey Fantasy Freaks, this is your leader Christian Michael coming to you on Monday, September 24th, right after the Steelers and Bucks game. Very entertaining game. Um, Steelers won. They were kind of blowing them out there for a little bit, like 30 to 10, and then uh, Fitz Magic, after he was Fitz Tragic, found his way back and I uh, think he had three touchdowns and three picks over 400 yards uh, so still still a good night for him uh, Pittsburgh man they love to throw the ball um, Connor was effective running but I think he only had around 60 yards rushing and I think they need to be a little bit more balanced if they drop back and pass like just too much it's too predictable so I look for things to kind of even out. Deshaun Jackson had another great game. He had a punt return, like an 80-yard punt return called back uh, for a holding call. It was kind of away from the play, so that was kind of disappointing. But he uh, he finished with only five or six points. So back down to earth for him as well. But if that punt return, um, if that stupid block doesn't happen. He has another monster week. Um, so, I had a couple good matchups this week. Um, I was really looking forward to that, that battle of LA with the Rams and the Chargers. But the Rams just look so damn good. Um, Chargers are a pretty good team, but the Rams are just dominating everyone. Um, they make everybody look mediocre. Both corners were injured. I think uh, both have lower leg injuries. Nothing serious. Um, I'm talking about Aqib Tlaib and uh, Marcus Peters. Two, uh, I mean, considered two of the best corners in the game. So um, Rams will be fine. They're my clear Super Bowl favorite right now, especially after that Vikings-Bills game. Oh, my goodness. If uh, you weren't watching and you just, like, tuned in at halftime and saw that they were, you know, getting blown out, I think it was 24 nothing at half. It was really a fluke. Um, three aborted snaps. Uh, the center quarterback exchange. I don't I don't know what the deal was. I need to look into that. If, if the Vikings were just resting on their laurels and figured – Buffalo is as awful as all the rest of us thought they were, but they just weren't putting their best foot forward. I still think the Vikings are a good team, but they're slipping in my rankings after that. I, I don't I don't understand. I mean, you don't see that in high school. You don't see that many bad quarterback center exchanges, so I don't know if there's a new center in there or what's going on, but um, definitely a fluke there. I just think Vikings are riding riding high after uh, looking so good first couple weeks. Um, and the Bills looked awful and were desperate for a win. And I'm just going to chalk it up to that. I still think the Bills are terrible. I still think the Vikings are pretty good. But um, I think if, if I'm going to say who my favorites are for the Super Bowl right now, I know it's not really fantasy relevant, but... Uh, I've got the Rams number one and Kansas City number two. Um, Everybody else kind of going to fall into place. Patriots are way down on my rankings now. Jaguars are way down. 
Um, you can't lose to Blaine Gabbard, nine to six Jaguars. Like, what's going on? Um, so after week three is when I really look, fantasy wise, is when I look to see these trends. Um, I like one really good tool that I like to use. I, I download the NFL app, and I'm sure you can use lots of other different um, platforms. But the NFL app has league leaders. Uh, you can go and you can click on their league leaders and just follow kind of who the top guys are. Um, I believe Chris McCaffrey's number one in rushing, um, and Michael Thomas is number one in receiving. Uh, Pat Mahomes and Ryan Fitzpatrick are still um, on the very top quarterback-wise, but it's very it's a it's very important. Um, after three weeks, I start to see trends uh, starting to build up. It looks like Todd Gurley's going to be fine. Um, looks like Leonard Fournette might not be able to stay healthy. Looks like Melvin Gordon's a stud. Uh, let me go back to Christian McCaffrey. The thing that bugs me about him is you never really see him put together a quality amount of yardage and maybe a score. Um, some weeks he'll get 12 catches for 89 yards and 40 yards rushing and no score. Um, this past week, I mean, the guy, he was real close. I think he ended up with 194 yards rushing, but no touchdowns. I mean, C.J. Anderson got a touchdown. Cam Newton got two rushing touchdowns. So that's just something to be expected there in Carolina because really, honestly, the best running back at the goal line in the league is a damn quarterback. It's Cam Newton. Um, he's either going to be in the shotgun and he's just going to bull rush his way down the middle, kind of Madden QB draw style. Or he, if they're at the inch line, he's going to do that old, you know, Tom Brady, jump over the line and extend the ball before anybody can get to it. So, um, yeah, I love McCaffrey this year. I think he's a stud. Him and Melvin were really guys that I targeted in that area, um, even as my RB1, which I know is really un unpopular amongst experts. Um, but a lot of people were taking Fournette and are, are disappointed now and a lot of people taking Le'Veon Bell and um, doesn't look good. Doesn't look good. News today is that several teams are reaching out because Pittsburgh is now willing to trade Le'Veon Bell. They officially moved him, moved his name off of the depth chart and roster. So that tells me that he's not coming back in week 10 and that uh, he's definitely looking to go somewhere else. I don't think... They said that the Jets reached out today, but I don't think Le'Veon's going to want to go there. They don't have enough pieces for a trade. Um, I mean, how do you trade the number one running back in football? Do you, is it a situation like with Josh Gordon with the Browns in New England where you have to give back like a fifth-round pick? Like, what is that? That's You're not getting anything out of that. So um, I look for a team that has pieces to move, maybe a volatile situation. Uh, I don't want to call it. I definitely did call the Josh Gordon trade. When uh, reports first came out last week that he had relapsed and the Browns were going to cut him, uh, look at my Instagram. Follow me, the Fantasy Football Freak. Um, I said, do not drop Gordon. A lot of people were rushing 
to their waivers and just cutting Gordon and picking up some crappy piece. But it says in that post, I could see him being the Patriots' number one next this time next week. And the thing is, they need him. Uh, if you watch that game, Brady was awful. Like, Detroit's not that great of a team. I know they've got pieces, but you, you've seen the first couple weeks, Detroit's not a great team, and they just smoked the Patriots. So, I don't know what to think about that, but Brady had like 100 yards passing. Like, when was the last time you saw that? Their pieces just aren't working. They're trying to integrate Sony Michelle into that offense. Um, and Rex Burkhead is a total dud. People were picking up Rex Burkhead, wanting him to be an RB2. And he's unusable. I never thought it was a good idea to draft him. Cut him right now. Rex Burkhead is nothing. Cut him. Pick up somebody on waivers like John Brown or somebody who will actually give your team production. If you have Rex Burkhead on your team right now, you're not starting him. And if you are, you're an idiot. Uh, I, I look for Sony, to, Sony Michelle to kind of start to take that lead role there. But James White's the best running back in that system because they're out there in the shotgun and he's a great check down for Brady. Especially in a PPR format, I would start White every week. Um, if you're in a situation like me where I had all three Patriot running backs, Burkhead, White, and Michelle, um, I'm holding on to Michelle and White. I'm just going to see how that situation uh, develops. I'm a big fan in the beginning of the season to take two running backs on a team when there's no real bell cow um, and get them really late. I did this in one of my leagues with Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams is unstartable. Uh, Aaron Jones is back from his uh, three-game suspension this week. I believe actually two-game suspension. And he looked good. Jamal Williams is definitely the better blocking back in that situation. Um, but... I'm going to hang on to both of them, and whoever is the bell cow will end up as one of my running back uh, RB2s or uh, just a flex option on my bench, and then I'll cut the other guy once it's definitive and you know the starting role. And so that's what I'm going to do with Michelle and James White. Um, so I wanted to make it real quick tonight, just give you a kind of a synopsis of the week. I'll go over some more of the performances once I look into some numbers uh, and see how everybody um, in the games that I've didn't pay a whole lot of attention to how they performed and what to do with your waivers. Um, keep those trades going, guys. Make smart trades. Uh, find if you are not competing right now and it's through week three and you're one and two or zero oh and three, you need to make a trade right now. Um, don't do anything stupid. Don't give away the entire farm for some guy that's not going to put out very much, but definitely if your team is not all that right now you need to trade you need to uh, set your team up for success it's very important that you don't let these weeks go by and end up having a good team that doesn't make the playoffs um so next episode i want to go through my rankings because i redid my quarterback running back receiver tight end defense and kicker rankings um, because that's important to do in this business. Uh, you see a lot of these other fantasy guys, uh, they'll just hang their hats on their original 
rankings, and that's stupid. I mean, most guys had Bell, uh, Le'Veon Bell as number one, Kareem Hunt as number two, you know, Ezekiel Elliott as number three. I had Zeke as my top back, and I had David Johnson as my top back, and you'll see in my new rankings um, on my show tomorrow that um, I've moved them way down, which you need to do. You need to be water. You need to be like Bruce Lee, and you need to be ever-changing in this game because if you are just going to be ignorant to the actual results. I mean, guys, we're in a points uh, and mathematical game. So don't make it emotional. Don't be just starting your guy because he's your favorite running back. If you have a better option on the bench or there's a better option on the waivers, that's what you need to do to win your league. That's what we do this for. If you don't want to win the money, then hey, go ahead and start your favorite guy every week and hope that he puts together you know, something, but I don't advise it. I mean, most people who are doing fantasy football want to win. Um, and if that means benching one of your favorite guys for a more uh, successful guy or somebody who's going to have a better output, then you need to do it. Um, so I'm going to sign off now. Um, so next episode, we will go through the rankings and then we will do another where I was right, where I was wrong segment. So, um, definitely been a great season so far and look we're already a third of the way through the fantasy season it's crazy how fast this goes but um definitely go out there look at your waivers see what's available for tomorrow and we'll do a waiver show um tomorrow night along with the ranking show so enjoy your football guys see ya